0: Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On at Disney Plus podcast. In this week's show, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus and also some of the Star originals that have been released. Uh, so that'll be like Mighty Ducks, we're talking about um, 22 vs. Earth, Assembled, and a whole host more. We'll also be talking about some of the big news stories of the week, including Star Plus having some problems down in Latin America, Pixar staff being unhappy about movies heading to Disney Plus, and also Star Wars Day. Right, so before we go into any of that, just come some quick housekeeping. Here, you haven't already done so, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest uh, Disney Plus news. If you haven't already done so as well, you can subscribe on audio platforms so you can go through to like um, uh, Spotify, iTunes, etc. And then also a big hello and thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel memberships, which includes Sarah at the... Um, Platinum level, and we've also got Andrew, Jacob, Caleb, Rezmas, Man, um, Andrew, Cody, Darren, The Juice, Lester, Lauren, and James. And then over on YouTube, we have Melissa. My VCR still works. Bina, Bad Dog Gaming, Joshua, Ben, Adam, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Thank you very much for all of your support. If you want to become a member, you can do something as little as two a month. You help support the podcast and keeping it going. You also help towards uh, the YouTube and all the licensing and all the bits and pieces that we have to do and um, every Sunday we do a live Q&A on uh, YouTube so if you remember there you can join in the live chat and also you get to contribute to questions. You also get early access to content so this um, past week they've had access to Star Wars The Clone Wars the original movie rather than the animated series a review and you also get your name at the end of the credits. Right let's get into it so let's talk first off um let's talk the fun one let's do star wars day so star wars day is may the 4th and disney have done a star wars takeover on disney plus where they put new artwork onto all the um different movies available you got a big banner when you come in and that'll be running through till the 9th of may and i think like every day you're just changing up the artwork Nice little thing. I think they did this again last year, um, getting different artists in and doing it. Hopefully, as well, they make the art available elsewhere. I think it's a nice little touch. I mean, there's always that kind of weird thing like, you could, it's like, is that all? It's like, it could do, You mean, know, could there not be a, but obviously, we are getting Star Wars The Bad Batch on uh, Star Wars Day. We're getting a 70 minute episode. Um, and then on Friday we're getting a new episode and then there's going to be new episodes dropping after that one I think it would have been a bit nicer had we had all that vintage collection dropping on that same day that would have been a nice um, I think that would have been better it would have made a bit more of an impact but I understand they don't want to take it away from Bad Batch Um, but yeah so that one there um, is looking pretty good, did you see all this artwork that they did for Star Wars Day?
1: Well I haven't haven't seen the artwork, I don't think they've actually released most of it but I did see that it was happening which i think is cool it's a nice touch um in regards to the vintage stuff and we're we're talking about like the old cartoons yeah. ewoks uh, droids etc the movies ewok movies um it would have been nice for them to to put them out on the fourth but i think we talked about this it, yeah. they would have they kind of would have gotten overshadowed by other things happening in batch most notably um i'm not really sure what else they could do with disney plus for that i'm sure that they'll put up like some playlists um yeah, so, something like that they might have a, a new clone wars playlist which will cover important episodes for maybe echo one of the clone yeah. troopers and then like the bad batch episodes from the last season otherwise star wars day is mostly about the merchandise and we are not yes. a merchandise podcast no, so... not, anymore. <laughs> not anymore well th- this podcast wasn't the, the no. previous one was yeah but that that's where all the fun is happening is over there
0: yeah, there's lots of bits and pieces going on. There's some, um, some like Star Wars games are all on sale. Um, but importantly, as well, the Bad Batch are coming to the Galaxy of Heroes video game. Oh, cool. they also like the Mandalorian is being added to the Zoom Zoom game. And um, there's also a VR Star Wars table game out, and it's got one of the tables. is actually a new Mandalorian one. So, um, so there's that's the things. uh,
1: the pinball table, yeah. Right? Pinball one.
0: yeah. yeah and also, I'm um, I think because I've been tempted to pick up that Vader Immortal one, but I haven't got the the one things but i
1: uh, was well, i think the is the vader Modal one and that's only on oculus right? no, so to, I think, I oh think did it, they finally it? release it
0: yeah i think so but oh that's yeah, right so it, is, it is on playstation yeah. and there's a whole host of other games all of a so there's a lot of merchandise new lego sets keep an eye out i'm sure there's going to be some fun stuff coming out um with like uh, the mandalorian and i just i kind of feel like bad patch would have been it's like it, it feels a bit light of going like there's no merchandise for the Bad Batch, like, ready to, I know there's going to be... There's a Lego set that's kind of out there on the interwebs at the minute. That hasn't been officially revealed. So expect some other stuff to be revealed maybe next week. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the Star Wars Day is happening. Um, let's now talk about some kind of interesting news down in Latin America. Uh, back at December's Investors Day event, they announced that they would be launching a separate streaming service in Latin America called Star Plus, which would contain all the information from Star... And that we get over here in like the UK and Australia and Canada, and which is like 20th Century Studios, FX, ABC, merging it all into one app, but it has live sports um, it has advertisements within the sports. Um, but it looks like there's a problem because while they changed all the TV channels over in Latin America from Fox to Star, um, Lionsgate's uh, Stars Play was put in a trademark dispute in Mexico, Brazil. And also Argentina against them using Star as a branding name, because they say it's too close to their own branding and will confuse customers. Now, this kind of could have an impact on Star. There's been no news about Star Plus in Latin America for a while, and it's kind of quite weird because um, in Latin America they do they have been getting some slightly more mature content than the US has been getting, and they got like Glee and I think like Off the Boat was added. So they're getting, it, but it's not getting everything. And then well, also what's been funny was last week when they released the 22 versus Earth uh, trailer, they put up the wrong end card and it had this plus star on it like we do like here in the UK. Of course, that then got everyone excited. That maybe they have dumped the idea. They then pulled the trailer and it was like, no, no, it was a mistake. But even more weirdly, they put out a weird tweet saying, oh, we've got something really exciting to tell you and never did anything after that. So I don't know what's going on down there, but this trademark could have an impact. It could just be, in my view, maybe Star's play kind of going. Give us some money. You gave us some money last time you launched Disney Plus. <laughs> so, so, um, I can see Star Play's point of view that you know is a very close to it, but also it's on the lines of. Um, I I'm mean, impar- I just don't really understand why Disney went with a Star Plus. Why they didn't do ESPN Plus for the sports and do what they did elsewhere. I I I don't necessarily agree with what they've done down in Latin America.
1: No, um, and it really does feel like we don't know everything about what's going on. And obviously we're probably never going to, there's probably a lot of uh, behind doors meetings between both companies. Mm. Um, Yeah. I I mean, yeah, there's not really much we can do until we find out what the resolution is.
0: I mean, this is the thing is essentially star plus is supposed to launch next month in June. So, you know, you'd imagine there would be a little bit more news and stuff coming up, but, yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. But that's—it's just—I just thought it was kind of interesting that there is some legal issues going on right now. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised by Star's Play, kind of jumping into it. Um, I think international is a little bit harder because adding Star like onto us over here in the UK was less of an issue because it wasn't its own standalone kind of thing. Um, but nevertheless, yeah. So it's a bit of a shame. And I'm going to be there's a kind of weird thing of ever since Star launched back in February. I kind of do feel like, especially like with the US and Latin America, of like how much Star has changed the Disney Plus experience. I know for, for me personally, I am watching so much more Disney Plus since they added Star. You know, there's so much more content on there. there. There's so much more variety for me. You know, I'm you know it's now going. It is that number one place where I do go and watch stuff because I'm be, I'm catching up on TV shows that I've not seen before that I've been wanting to. Um, and put things on in the background and that makes a massive difference to me of like what we've been watching and stuff. So um, nice to see, um, hopefully we'll get some news in the next couple of weeks. Um, moving on from there, another big story that broke this week was apparently some cast members were in Pixar are not happy with the current situation, what's going on with their movies because i Lucas has been shifted over to Disney Plus, so it'll be coming on June 8th or June 18th. Um, but they're kind of feeling like, well, why didn't we get the premier access treatment? And you've got to think, from their point of view, they lost Onward because that one got released like the week before the pandemic hit. And then everything shut down. And then Disney basically shifted the movie straight over to Disney Plus in the US. Then they had um, Soul got shifted back three times to Christmas Day. Disney Plus, massive success, huge numbers on Disney Plus, biggest movie uh, for a couple of weeks in January. Um, It's won Oscars. It's won loads of awards. So it it was a mammoth success on Disney Plus, and then Luca has been shifted over as well. And you know their kind of view. I'll just read out a few of the quotes. This was from the insider. Luca doesn't even have a premium price next to it. Does it make it lesser? It's hard to grasp. Another one said, "We just don't want a title just on Disney Plus. These movies are crafted for the big screen. We want you to watch these phones with no distractions, no looking at your phones." And another person said, everyone is worried about keeping their jobs if our films aren't seen by Disney as being financially successful. Um, and then another animator added, there will not be a change in how we make the films. That's what's important. The piece of art, that's what matters. So the some of the last one was a bit more about it doesn't really matter where it goes. It's what you make. And I kind of take the way that they put it, I can completely understand if you spent years working on a movie that you thought was going to go in the cinema and it goes to Disney Plus and you, you maybe feel like, that's the lesser model. That's what, you know, it would have been better on the big screen. It would have been, that's where movies should be, you know, that kind of old way of like looking at movies. And then there's the other idea of going, maybe Disney have decided that Pixar movies, maybe, you know, this one wasn't lucrative. So they're new IP. So therefore they they don't do as well at the box office. But then you look at the other way, well, if they go, no, no, we need a boost for Disney Plus. These are massive boosts for that. You know, we then get all the merchandise sales, we get more people into it quicker. And that might be a way that they're looking at it. The only thing that gets me of why Luca got shifted to Disney Plus while Cruella, Black Widow and Raya all got premier access, I kind of feel like, we shouldn't have Luca done that as well. Um, That was my only, because that's the only one that's been shifted. Um, So I can see why, I can see why they're upset. But at the same time, I think they need to get past the idea that maybe it's almost that kind of thing Like, well, going straight to disney plus is a bit like going straight to video and it's kind of it's not as premium and they they're worried so i don't think they should be worried i mean sold showed them that this was a this was a massive success for disney
1: yeah i think anybody who thinks that disney is going to look at the numbers and say oh pixar is not pulling their weight uh doesn't really understand the situation. And if Disney ever does take that perspective, that is a good indication that it's probably time to jump ship because Mm -hmm. that means they don't understand their own brands. Um, First point, um, I would absolutely have considered Luca a better choice for premium access than Cruella. Like I'm not even remotely considering buying Cruella. I would probably have thought deeply about Luca one way or another, Uh, but that's a personal
0: yeah no
1: i i i get that i
0: i i'm much more excited about luca than i am cruella it's kind of that feeling of luca's brand new and fresh
1: yeah so i think there's really two ways to look at it i mean uh, with a lot of variations on it but one way is w- what this one employee is looking at it where uh it devalues the brand because mm. they're they're saying oh um we don't trust you to with the premium access we don't it and that's one way of looking at it the there's the other way of looking at and this is the way i personally look at it is that disney actually has so much respect for the pixar brand that this is the carrot that they use to pull people in on disney plus it's like look we've got it's not just the shovelware it's not just the stuff we're tossing out there this is actual good content that you can get right now at the base price this is their incentive to bring people in you've got top quality Pixar movies right here right now no extra cost and but I can see both sides on that and yeah. I can definitely see why the animators would, would feel like well we it's not enough for people to acknowledge that Luca and and soul are these great movies it's also you need to have that feeling that it's good that they There has to be a huge endorphin rush for like we broke one billion dollars at the box office if i worked on a project and it broke a billion dollars i would definitely be like yeah this is this is a pretty good feeling well i think
0: i think that is the thing of like you know maybe they looked at how raya did and were like look the animated stuff just doesn't it it sold it maybe sold it better for them than raya that could be the way that they looked at it and go well actually we got a better return on our on what we wanted from Seoul than we did from riot on premier access. And that's, that's one way I think you could look at it. Um, and I think that's definitely, I think that the way I would look at it and go, they maybe uh, have got a little bit of data now.
1: Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to address one other thing. One of the, the tweets or whatever their comments were, you know, the, the theater experience, um, which we've talked about in the past. And I, I know a lot of people in the movie industry still kind of hold the theater experience mm. up as like, the golden standard the 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 ultimate thing to be in a theater and experience the movie and being en- enraptured by the movie um i don't think we're there anymore no. is the theater experience better than the home experience i think 99 of the time it is absolutely but is it so much better that it that it should be held up on this pedestal no probably not um
0: yeah. i don't know if this it, person's been to the cinema lately of like I, distractions of people on their phones people eating people chatting and the people are just like you know of like just losing that concept of like turn everything off shut off the real world just escape and the thing is there is that thing of you consider you know if there's you know kids running around inside the theater you know it that is distracting and you kind of and i'll be able, especially i think with the disney and the pixar movies for me I can sit there at home and watch it, and you know I've got you know you, turn, you close the blinds, you put them, and I you know I got a big enough TV, got the soundbar, and I can just sit there and watch it. And t- you know I will, t- you know, put the phone on the charger and just put it in the corner and just like disconnect for a couple of. But not everyone does that, and I think there's that idea of oh you're just watching it at home, but going to the cinema it, it it's not it's completely distraction free. So I. I um, that can really depend on, on your situation. Um.
1: I, I've definitely been to the theater uh, and like a person two or three rows in front of you, you will just be scrolling through yeah. their, their Instagram or whatever through the entire movie. Like, this is not distraction for you. I've gotten a second screen over here. I didn't actually yeah. want, uh, like you said, kids, people munching on food and, and you yourself munching on food. Is always fun. Well, no, the, trick,
0: the trick is of course is that you take that big slurp of drink just when there's an explosion. You know that's or well or you yeah sit there, you sit there with a the wrapper and, and there's a loud
1: noise. Well, but what do you do if you're watching um, like Pride and Prejudice or something like that? I don't remember there being just, a loud yeah. car chase in that movie. Just, just don't go with that stuff. Well I mean that but, that but that's the other point. I, we're not we're not saying you know, go to see classics but um, That is the other point Uh, in terms of like the theater experience, the, the period dramas, the, the slice of life movies, the, the quieter more, maybe melancholy kind of movies. You absolutely do not get a better experience on theater, which not saying you're getting a bad experience, but your home experience versus your movie experience is going to be pretty much almost the same minus whatever's around you. It's the big flashy movies that, that really benefit. So, well, so let's let's take. So last night I watched Nomadland,
0: which arrived on Disney Plus yesterday. And so this movie couldn't be released in cinemas over here because the cinemas aren't open for a few more weeks. So last night that dropped onto. So I put put it on. Now I'm going to be honest. I was kind of not completely paying attention to it. In like percent like I probably would have been had I gone to cinema. But I never would have gone to the cinema to watch it. And that's straight up. I would never. I wouldn't have. I was like the trailer was like. No, but it was on Disney Plus. So it's like, okay, I'll have a look at it and watch it. Now, the question is, did I have a? I wouldn't have gone and seen it at the cinema, but it was something I checked out at home because it was like launch day and all the rest of it. And I'm watching it, and you know, yes, yeah, got distracted a few times because, it's like, okay, it is a bit of. It's a much slower pace. Say a slower pace. I mean, it doesn't get kind of out of first gear um, in terms of, of what what because it is intentionally slow. But that is, again, the kind of movie where I was like, you know, did I hurt, you know, does that hurt Searchlight movies for having it? Um, but the budgets are so low on those kind of movies, it, it makes less of an impact. You know, the, you know, it doesn't have a huge thing. But I can, you know, that's the kind of thing of like, that was an experience. I had a different experience and I would have gone to the theater, but I just feel like I never would have, I just never would have gone.
1: Yeah. And how different would it have been? Uh, it depends a bit, though, because I haven't seen Nomadland, so I can't speak yeah. to that one. But something like No Country for Old Men, a, a movie I quite like a bit, but it, it's also a slower movie. There's brief bursts of action, but otherwise it's mostly people talking um, and being threatening to each other. However, there are mixed into it these absolutely beautiful sweeping shots of uh, you know the Texas high desert. Yeah. and they're gorgeous and they, and they would look fantastic on the big screen and they look fantastic on you know a modern 4k yeah. uh hdr even though it's not like a super flashy movie i think it does look better in the theater for yeah. those sweeping shots
0: well nomadland had some fun, amazing like suns- sunsets and it did look great because watching obviously you know disney plus 4k big 65 inch tv looked great <laughs> So much stuff. I think apparently there's like a lot of reports of like Kevin Feige kind of saying how did you do this do all these amazing sunsets and they're like we were just there to film them you know you got so used to CGI you kind of lost the track of like what was you know how beautiful they could be out in like the badlands and out in, out in the you know the, the northern th- states.
1: I think it was uh, George Lucas talking to Steven Soderbergh, the guy who did Gangs of New York. Yeah. Um, and maybe not Soderbergh, but like he did a whole bunch of practical sets. So it looked like old New York. Yeah. And George was like, you know, you can do this all with computers. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't look as good.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it is, um, I think it's just one of those things of like, you know, experience, it is very different and there are fours and against. Um, and I think that's ultimately, you know, like, you know, like, uh, like the whole thing like with what HBO Max is doing, where cinemas are going both. You have the choice, same thing with Premier Access it fits both people you know it's like black widow some people are going to want to watch that in the big screen and have the full-on experience and i think a lot of people will want to and then there's gonna other people at home going, yeah i'm gonna sit at home you know i don't have to worry about you know and does it make it a lesser experience i mean if you're paying 30 bucks for it it's different but there is that difference of and there is that big difference when you're paying 30 bucks for it at home does that make you much pay, pay much more attention i think it does Um, I think it. I think it. That has another impact as well. So I can, I see where they're going, but I also feel like in some way they. It's. I think for Pixar, the fact they got hit three times, they got you know, three times in a row with, you know, just movies not doing it. They should be really proud of what they did with Soul because that. I mean, that was a huge success, and I'm sure Luca is going to have a very similar line. Hopefully, the Oscars and stuff will rake up now and go, yeah, we need to kind of include films that are streaming, otherwise, you're not going to have a lot left. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, I mean, the 2021 slate is looking pretty interesting towards the end Mm -hmm. of the year for stuff going into theaters. But yeah, I I mean, 2020 changed everything in terms of that. Mm -hmm. But I'll reiterate from the beginning of this, if anyone seriously thinks that Disney is going to devalue Pixar because uh, their movies are not generating revenue or directly generating revenue, really doesn't understand how... Disney works in this case. And if Disney does start working on that, going, hey, Pixar, why was Onward such a bomb? Uh, That would be definitely a mm, maybe sell your Disney stocks. uh, Well, I think
0: the trouble is as well, it's like with, you know, obviously like Pixar movies only do, you know, they can do pretty good at that. There's a lot of big, quite big, heavy hitters, but there's also a lot of like, you know, three, four, five hundred million dollar brackets. And they need that to make the money back. Um, And it is that kind of weird thing. Because it does feel like this year, you know, we've not had that whole move every movie, you know, what, move, you know the hope, what movie is coming to Disney Plus like we had last year because they were just moving, you know, we had Artemis Fowl, the one around the Ivan, you know, we were like, you know, soul. we were like, well, what one are they going to pick? Which one are they going to, are they going to delay it or move it to Disney Plus? Whereas this year it's been like, you know, what are they putting, are they going to do it on Disney Plus Premier access? The, the We kind of feel like the idea that that, that whole process of them shifting to disney plus just might not be such a big thing anymore for them
1: well yeah now that the theaters yeah. are probably going to be opening full capacity in the foreseeable future they're going to want that box office money mm-hmm. i mean yeah. that that's basic economics
0: and, and I'll there is that feeling of if it goes to cinemas and it does well it does feel like it, it does feel like a bigger movie i mean mm-hmm. uh, you know you when you flick through when i used to, flick through like the PlayStation or the Amazon store, and you see movie after movie that you've never heard of. You do view it, and oh, that's just that's rubbish. You know, there is that kind of, and it's built into us. And I can I can see where they're coming from, but at the same time, um, you know, boosting up Disney Plus is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, and uh, similarly, you know, you look through those those catalogs, and you'll see big name actors attached to stuff prior to 2020. If you saw a big name actor attached to a movie that you'd never heard of, you would just immediately go there is no way this is any good at all because they would absolutely be hyping the heck out of this. And I haven't really shaken that. So even looking at 2020, it's like, well, that's a big name actor, but I've never heard of this movie. And then kind of like, well, maybe I never heard of this movie because like nothing's going to theaters right now.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of them now are doing the press junkets and kind of getting things going. Netflix kind of has a very weird view with like promotion. They don't spend a huge amount of time promoting stuff they kind of well it's like hey nice new shiny toy next week
1: (laughs) netflix has carved out their niche and their niche is the drop everything for one week and get the hype for that one week and then move on to the next thing and they get the the rare tiger king that lasts for you know a couple months we got that
0: um new movie um army of the dead uh, that um, that the, actually looks um, kind of entertaining yeah that's that's that is one i do want to watch on netflix so that's definitely um on my watch list right let's now move on to some of the reviews because we this is the we've kind of got to this normal? thing of like <laughs> this is the new normal because we've been joking about the fact of like you know we had last this time last year we were like mm, we've got one short to talk about you know we're going to talk about lamp life this week um and you know reviews kind of you know we had maybe one episode so we're in this new <laughs> zone now where we've got Five originals a week, the new episodes. We've got star originals. We've got new. It's, you know, we got so much content and so much to watch. So let's jump into the first one 22 versus Earth, a news uh, so short, about five minutes long.
1: What did you think of this one? Uh, for a five minute short, it was fine. Um, completely forgettable. Got a couple of chuckles out of it. Yeah. Inoffensive. And, and that was the end of it. I'll probably forget about it by the end of next week.
0: Yeah, it was very. It- it, it was, it kind of actually showed to me of going, Yeah, 22 is not strong enough for our own movie. Not without some better story than because this was like it, it kind of got going and it was over, and like, okay, that was kind of cute. Um, It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it, and I definitely would recommend soul fans check it out. But it was kind of just, I thought it, I did think it was quite funny with, you know, get this gang together and they're all going to try and stop it, but they ended up loving it. <laughs> I... <laughs>
1: I mean, I think that's the thing of it. It was funny in the execution, but you could see where it was going immediately. Yeah. You could see all the jokes coming, including yeah. the final one. Like, oh, what's the meaning of life? Cut the black, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously? Come on. Um, no, what I was hoping for, and, I, and we talked about last week or maybe the week before, was I was kind of hoping we would see twenty-two interacting with famous historical figures, yeah. like like they do in the movie. Uh, I would, I could watch that for ten minutes yeah. of her just completely ripping on on uh, historical figures and instead we got this weird caper drama (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i mean you also don't have much room to work with a five minute
0: no it's it's a nice short um definitely see this there's that kind of thing like this is the kind of thing pixar that's what they should be used for that kind of you know you put your put your junior teams on this kind of thing let some people practice out some stuff and do more of this you know short you know, and keep keep franchises alive because that's kind of what Frozen have been able to do for years. Just keep dropping, you know, annual shorts and just kind of keep the franchise moving along. Because um, I think that worked really good with Frozen. You know, we had what Frozen Fever, um, once Olaf's Upon- oh, Adventure, I, th-
1: and then Once Upon a Snow, yeah. just to kind of fill in the void. I feel like there was one more in there too, but yeah, they they did a good job of filling those. But those also had like actual narrative beats yeah. to them. They had they not exactly consequence because you can watch Frozen yeah. and Frozen 2 without watching anything in between and not miss any any of them. but there it felt like there was progression. whereas this one was just, oh 22 is doing some weird thing, they're mm-hmm. trying to escape. Uh, they're trying to make friends, which they could have done something with like the, this yeah. whole idea of, of 22 just not ever having friends. Mm-hmm. but and so they went for the uh, oh, that person discovered that they're actually going to be a really good car thief. Uh, yeah <laughs> so now that was pretty cool basically got um assembled
0: the making of falcon and the winter soldier so this one was about an hour long kind of watched it and kind of got to the end and went it was like did i learn anything new? the only thing was like the cgi of the costume it was about the only thing that i kind of went oh okay that's what you had to do um, all the stuff with like you know covid kind of what the problem they didn't really explain what they changed they kind of kept it very vague well, we made lots of changes would tell us what you did what was originally gonna it kind of would have been nice to they they kind of emphasized that they've made changes and they had to make some check but they like well this was the original plan that would have been nice to kind of but they obviously didn't.
1: I, I think they might have held that back in case they want to use it for a future yeah. show of some sort not necessarily a Falcon or a Captain yeah. America and the Winter Soldier but just in general because they have storylines and hmm. now they can cannibalize this one. Um, i think if this hadn't come out immediately after the show it would have done better because a lot of it is them kind of recapping yeah what happened not not directly but like the the actors talking about oh this is what my character does in this show and this is why like i i did particularly like um uh zemo's section yeah. though where, where you got to see how much fun he was having but... he looked like he
0: was having a lot of fun on set especially like trying to pimp out Sokovia. um that as was a, as a, <laughs> a as a board of the um, tourism board. I thought that I did like that. I thought, Frankly, they
1: should have they should have made that a trailer. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, sorry, I interrupted you there. Yeah, no, it's. Like, I think it, it, it's the thing is with
0: this, it kind of feels along the lines of all this stuff was being filmed, and then they were like, mm, "Do we put it in as extras? Do we put it as a series? Do we?" It was almost like well, we're going to film this, but we don't really know how we're going to like show it off because. You know, it oh, it does, like, change how they do it. Um, and I, I get how they're doing it. It's the kind of... I'm glad that they are doing it like this. I do think the assembled system, I think it's stronger as one solid show rather than doing 10 little shorts all with different themes. I think that's better. Um, it's better I think it's better than doing it as extras because they get lost in the shuffle on Disney+. Plus. Um, so I thought it was okay. Um, I just sort of think after, was like, shall I write a review of this? And I'm going... Uh, I don't want to really anything that much to kind of just say. It's like so, it's like it's, it's all right, but yeah, I I am kind of like yeah, I I, I I didn't I didn't feel so confused with it like I did with. I think with one division, it was like how did they do that? What did they do that was different? Was this was like no, this is just your standard Marvel thing.
1: So I suspect, um, and I'm basing this on pretty much nothing, but I suspect that since Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier was actually first on the yeah. roster, they really were just. Picking B-roll footage and behind the scenes footage yeah. that they just kind of arbitrarily created. Whereas WandaVision really got to benefit from them going, oh, we, we did the Mandalorian gallery and that worked yeah. out really well. So maybe not some of the initial stuff, but like the post-COVID uh, when yeah. they had to do some reshoots, they can be like, all right, let's get some proper behind the scenes. Let's get some things that will actually uh, televise well on their own. Yeah. So I think that I think that was part of it. I also wanted to talk very, very briefly about what you mentioned before with the CGI um, yeah. where they talked about fixing Sam's suit. They mentioned this a little bit in WandaVision yeah. 2, where they talked about how Vision, um, they added a lot of stuff in that. And this is why I tend to get annoyed about people being like, CGI is the most evil thing of all time and stuff. Yeah, when you do it for things like the Phantom Menace or yeah. or even let's say the end of Infinity War, which is just a giant CGI yeah. fight video theme game. <laughs> video game with these um these little monster things and whatnot yeah okay I, I totally agree with you on that but when cgi is used well you don't you even, even notice it. you know and and this is where it is used well background features and touching up uh the costumes and all sorts of small things yeah I, it cgi doesn't really work on the big scale it we're getting better at it yeah um it, it can look good like i, I saw um godzilla versus kong recently and the cgi in that looks fantastic uh you you still never oh yeah there's a giant lizard rampaging through hong kong no but he still looks great i just i just know he's cgi but but this and wandavision where they're talking about you know um adding like prosthetic parts to his face and stuff works perfectly you don't even know it's there and if they didn't mention in the in the behind the scenes you would never know well it's like the whole thing with his suit never even never even crossed my mind i thought he
0: because i said oh no he's wearing the suit like okay cool that oh, it creases I was like what? oh, right, okay, something so simple that yeah, because you, if you saw that on the screen, you'd be there going, Oh, that looks a bit like homemade. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it may, I that was one. There's other thing, like you know, oh, well, you know, we've made this massive wall of monkey heads and we spent all this money, we made 50, we didn't even notice it in the movie, didn't even know. Uh, did, like sometimes you go, you guys spend a lot of time on stuff that no one really notices <laughs> but that's the, but kind it's, of the, it's there to kind of, you know, like we, we did it and like, but yeah, but it's all blurry you
1: can't even see what it is <laughs> but that's but that's the ultimate catch 22 of these yeah. um, background artists and the CGI artists if you don't notice it, it then, then yeah, it worked and no big deal even if it's something that just doesn't even show up in the final yeah. release like it's blurred out or the camera never pans over it no problem. But if it's not there, oh yeah, you notice it's not there. Yeah. I mean, I
0: I, I definitely, there was parts of the, part of the episode I liked, Um, you know, just, um, showing how they made, um, was it Maribor, Maribor, what was that? Madripoor. Maribor, Madripoor. You know, like turning like this old street with um a, a, a track running through it and kind of taking inspiration from a clip that, and I remember, I actually remember seeing that trip, that, that clip of, you know, people stepping out their doorway. So I've, I, I instantly, like, oh yeah, I know that. I've seen that clip myself of, this street in asia where there's literally the train track runs right through it so i thought that was pretty good um see so yeah, i thought it was okay i'm glad it's there i the one i'm really looking forward to from this series will be on um, the what if one that's the one i'm going to be much more interested in seeing how this all works um cool. yeah
1: i i would agree with that especially since what if is going to be animated it'll be very different kind mm. of behind the scenes because you're not going to have too many shots of I don't know Tom Hiddleston flying around in a in a rig or something like that it's going to be people drawing. Mm.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the definitely one. So I think the next one will probably be uh, will be Loki. No, no, it'll be probably Black Widow might be the next one because Loki kind of finishes after Black Widow. So yeah, that's, that's
1: that's kind of what I'm thinking it'll be. Yeah.
0: So that one was pretty cool. We also got a new episode of The Mighty Ducks. So this one was the kind of the nostalgia episode where we brought the original team back um they kind of did a a, a gala where Bombay wasn't invited to and then there was a whole other subplot with Evan kind of being tempted with the idea of rejoining the Ducks and it was kind of one of those with I think with that story of like you know he's he's hiding it from them and he kind of wants to go back and the mum kind of goes no it's your choice which I thought was good that was the, f- the first moment I go, oh, she's actually letting him make a choice here rather than, you know, she what? kind of charging <laughs> in with all things kind of. And and I kind of thought it was like at the end of like, because you, you said last week, like, right, we need the one thing that's going to pull them apart so they can all come back together. So that was it. And I kind of sitting there with everyone kind of going, no, he, he did make the right choice. He, he made the wrong choice of not telling them. But he's standing there in the, in the ice go. But I picked you guys <laughs> you know, it was like you know they're all just you know, I'm mean, gonna have to do some making up I was a little bit on the lines of it would have been a bit more fun had he jo- had he joined and then got benched and then quit or so, so it could have been a lot more like you know, well no he did he made the right choice for the guy he, he did pick them but yeah we'll see where that goes next week
1: yeah I was I was very concerned when it ended last week with oh yeah the coach of the ducks wants to talk to you and you're like oh no they're going this route um and, but He does make the right choice. Uh, He makes some mistakes along the way. It wasn't just that his mom let him make the choice. She was just like, no, this is your choice. And you have to make a choice. Yeah. Do it. I'm not going to make it for you. And even Bombay was like, well, I know what I would pick, but (laughs) you got to pick. And yeah. And I. I Think they that was very important. It's good character growth for him, it's good character growth for his well, mom. What got yeah. me you know,
0: was, was the bubble going
1: to Oh, yeah, I've got to go and um do sort out all these bags and go
0: to this event. And, like the kids don't even, the kids not even been back on the team a day and they were already like just dropping. And, like, I, I think most parents probably would have been like, uh, what?
1: <laughs> oh, It It looked like she was gonna say no for just a yeah. moment there when she was in the office yeah. with the other woman and and. And then she buckles and it's she's like, yeah. oh, all right, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, but I think she was also mostly surprised by like, wait, what do you mean he practiced with the ducks? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has uh, should have felt betrayed, it'd be her, especially if she yeah. put all the work into building up this team <laughs> yeah, for him. Yeah, mom, like, your team sucks. I'll go with Yeah. Up, guys. Um, we'll, we'll see the fallout yeah. with the team itself next week and, yeah, and how she's still he, got we still so. got four episodes.
0: and the whole nostalgia thing. I'm gonna be honest, as a person that only watched the first movie last year, well, I think I did, I don't remember watching as a kid, even though my mum said I did. Um, I that was lost on me. I, it was basically, oh, look, it's Foggy from Daredevil. That was that was me. That was, I'm um, they going, I the other people, right? They're really bad. This is just like I didn't have that hope. I mean, I understood them all kind of, st- but even as the way they all stand, was just like, oh, this is just too dramatic It you know the lighting all changing when they walk in it was like okay I know what you're going for this kind of feels like this maybe should have been much earlier in the season to get people excited um it, I yeah, for me it just fell flat because I wasn't that it, the nostalgia didn't accept, didn't interest me
1: yeah I enjoyed it but not on a nostalgia level I actually thought they made pretty good use of the characters bringing them back um as like a reality check for Bombay yeah. um which is another staple of the Ducks they uh the coach being like the big jerk or or being at odds with the team and then the team having this moment where like all right no, we there's been a minis- misunderstanding we got to go fix it but yeah you can definitely tell who's been acting and who hasn't for the last several years uh and especially the guy like did all the flips and turns i mean he, he was amazing <laughs> well <laughs> I think that was actually him legitimately on the ice for a lot. Well, I'm, of then that, watching, but...
0: I'm like watching his face going Well, that, that looks. It's like they, they the edits aren't too bad on this. <laughs> no, they were, they were much better
1: than Bombay skating around in like episode three or whatever. I mean,
0: that when, when Bombay did it, it could have been. This
1: is like me rolling in on a it with a, a a wig on. It was so something. Yeah, but uh, but I mean, honestly, they didn't have much of a part. Anyway, their job was to remind Bombay of who he was and why he did it in the first place. And they did that just fine. Um, Overall, I think I enjoyed this episode. It's probably one of my favorites of the series, not necessarily for the nostalgia, but because it is a more serious episode. Obviously, we're not into full drama mode. It's still a comedy. But the fact that they actually spent time on important plot points, and there's actual growth for several of the characters in the, the series meant for me... I was more engaged with this episode than I have with some of the previous ones. Yeah, no, it, 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 I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, it's that kind of thing of, uh,
0: this series is something I am enjoying. I'm glad people are liking it. I think there's a lot of people, it seems to be a lot of, of going on on, the, on our Facebook group and on social media. People discovering Mighty Ducks and Big Shot. Now that Falcon has kind of um, left a bit of a space, and people go, oh, I've, I didn't, this is a, you know, people jumping in and go, oh, this is quite good. And, which I think is good. It shows also the problem of, of dropping multiple shows when one grabs all the attention and the other ones don't. So let's move now about Big Shot. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I watched this episode um, probably about a month ago. So I'm now at that point of everyone that's kind of caught up with the press. So I'm going to be completely um, caught up. And... I'm looking. I am, I am really looking forward to watching a new episode next week because it's going kind to of like this one is like you know, everyone's like been like watching. It going, going, yeah, I know, but I want to watch some. New, I want to watch yeah, it yeah. now. Um, so I'm looking forward to next week where I can kind of catch up and watch some new episodes with everybody else. Um, but I really enjoyed Big Shot because I mean I watched all three first episodes back to back. So it's that kind of feeling of you know, I think episode three was much more about them coming together. You know the kind of the end of the episode it almost like if that was a movie that kind of could have been quite a good like arc in itself Of you know he gets the house he gets in they move in happily ever after that could have actually been
1: the end of a, of, a, of a movie there it could have been um but i actually consider this one kind of weaker than the other yeah. episodes uh so i did not have the benefit of watching yeah. all three of them together so they don't blend together for me yeah. this and there were parts that i really liked about it i liked How his daughter kind of integrated into the group. He tried to force it at first, but then they're like, no, actually, she earned her way into the group. And her her butting heads with the the pompous English teacher was great. But but the the degree to which they had um John Stamos being just completely oblivious to how to take care of his daughter was a little bit like, all right, can we move past this story? This has been done to death a thousand times. I don't really need to see this one again and there's also that kind of thing as well
0: and then i kind of go right okay so this guy teaches basketball to kids after school what does he do all day right like he Us must be kids. clear. he he's clear from six you know after they finish practice at like eight seven o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the afternoon you know he's got all day they don't mention he's doing teaching any other kids i mean the whole of the other school doesn't have to doesn't seem to be and then he wants to spend all evening doing it's like i'm well, you've got seven, eight hours in the day. <laughs> you got to. It's <laughs> like I'm there going. Yeah, this is a little part of my own little plot point. I'm going, him doing, well, him doing all these extra evening hours. Go, he doesn't do anything during the day. He's <laughs> got how long does he? Well, I don't know. That's my only issue. He's got six, seven hours a day to do prep for these prices <laughs> <laughs> i
1: i do think they made it at least a little bit clear that he was making stuff for himself to do because he did not want to deal with uh yeah. settling his daughter in and and going house hunting and it yeah um and so i'm willing to give them that but at the same time I'm like hey, you overplayed it Um yeah. he 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 obviously cares about his daughter but the the degree to which he doesn't know how to handle her is just weird honestly yeah. And I get they've been, he and his wife were separated for a while. And and so he, he hasn't had to take care of her properly, but I, I, yeah, I but would then, hope. But then, then this is going to gonna be the thing, isn't it? Of sh- She's going to teach him how to handle the,
0: the teenage girls. The teenage girls are going to teach him how to handle his t- daughter. You know, you can kind of see, you know, this like it, big, like loop um, of where, where this is, where this is all going.
1: But it's weird because at least some of the girls on the team, he already gets along fine with like that one yeah. girl has a crush slash daddy issue with him going on. And then that, there's yeah, other, yeah. And there's other ones who at least, even if they're not like, Oh, he's the greatest coach in the world. They can be at least, well, I understand why he is this giant yeah. jerk and why he's pushing us so hard. I don't like it, but I understand it and respect him as a coach. So, uh, so it's weird that he's having such a hard time connecting with his daughter. Now, obviously they, they kind of wrap it up at a bit at the end of the episode, but I'm sure that that's not the end of this plot. Yeah, you know,
0: I think, I mean, the whole thing as well with him like losing his father, of what why he kind of connected with Destiny, with her, like not having a dad and him kind of, you know, putting down the paperwork and going and playing basketball with her and kind of just spending, you know, giving, but obviously then his daughter gets a bit like um, jealous of that, but then kind of sees what happened, why he did it. I just think it was, I think there's that kind of feeling of this series showing a little bit more of a mature side. It's a little bit more of this is a proper TV series. It is, um, there is adult issues. You know, we're getting a lot more stuff coming in, into it. There's going to be a whole host of other stories by the looks of it. Cause um, some, a new coach was revealed last night. Um, so there's going to be as a rival kind of thing. So there's things are going to be moving along, but, I do, I much prefer Big Shot over Mighty Ducks because it's like a little bit more mature. You know, the kids are dealing with slightly more issues than the Mighty Ducks kids. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm really looking forward to kind of jumping in with some new episodes um, later next week. Yeah. I I, I, I kind of definitely feel like if I was to pick one out of Mighty Ducks or Big Shot, I would go with Big Shot. And this again is the problem of running these two shows simultaneously. They're way too close, way too similar. There are differences, but and then we're going to have High School Musical next week, or not next week, the week after. Um, I do feel like that's kind of one issue. We shouldn't, it's this natural comparison between the two.
1: Yeah. And I'm on the same page with you, uh, which surprised me because as a hockey player, I would have expected to like the Ducks more. But Big Shot is the one that I look forward to more each week at the moment. And I think it's the better show, Uh, mostly for that maturity angle. But I will also point out, while it does have that maturity angle going, we've also got this one kid running around uh, doing that journalistic uh, thing where they're interviewing people and like, could this girl possibly be showing her hand more in like how she is slanting this piece? She's like, yeah. Oh, can, can you, can you say that again? But without me talking, so it can be as incriminating as possible. I mean, yeah. she didn't say that last part, but she might as well. Have. <laughs> I'm just like, the this it feels like a weird out of place plot amongst the yeah. next now granted we don't know where they're going with it uh, it sounds like the daughter has not done the interview yet yeah um so we'll see how that one goes but yeah it's like uh obviously running some kind of hit piece on the coach yeah, and it's like, yeah. how how I, does nobody recognize that i always find it
0: funny as well like with the americans like this whole newspaper thing and blog that American high schools do because that's just not a thing over here in the UK we is just something that never happened it's just you know yeah it's not part of so always it's just like a high high school trope that we see in TV series Going, they always have this like high school Uh, did you have one at school
1: technically we had one I think it (laughs) it published well this was before blogs too but I think I think in my junior year it published like once in the entire (laughs) year so I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird trope for for me too. Like, you see it in like Smallville, like okay, that makes sense because Kent's going to yeah. eventually become you know part of the Daily Planet or whatever. But like Riverdale and all the rest of it, like some yeah, of it's like so, uh... why why I, they have to to generate the drama somehow, and it's a very useful narrative yeah. storytelling tool. But yeah, it, it's a weird trope even over yeah. here. Yeah, so that that's my own issue, but that's that's just in general. Um, right, okay.
0: So we got some Star Originals as well to talk about um we got soul opposites so this new episode involved the gang getting lost in the woods and building a massive city out of a special but- uh, thing that blew up turned it into a wooden city with wooden people they all went separate ways um one of them became a, like a massive money spinner like like wolf on wall street one of them become a prostitute one of them become um a gangster and another one became a fashion model uh, fashion designer, and then there's whole other thing of a, of a serial killer living inside of the wall. Uh, it is absolutely bonkers. This show. Um, you get, every time I try to explain, you know, what happens in these shows, it just kind of go. You're like, what? What is going on? It's bonkers. I love it. Um, such a cool little animated series. See why it's continuing to get better and better views on the nelson chart each week. You know, there's a lot of people checking out Soul Opposites. So if you haven't done so, and you like a little bit, you know, if you like Family Guy, South Park, or anything like that, give Solar Opposites a go. It is a, it is a, del- one of my favorite um, originals that I watch every week is definitely Solar Opposites.
1: If I had Hulu, I would check it out. Yeah. Um, it, since it's not integrated yeah. into Disney Plus no. right now, I can't. Um, if, when they, they integrate Hulu into Disney Plus, I'd hopefully I'll remember to check it out at that point.
0: i yeah. um, also got a new episode of Grownish. Uh, so we got the first episode of season three. Now, for some reason, like Australia got these back in February. Canada got them in March, but we're way behind. So we've just got... Se- but they literally only dropped seasons one, like two weeks ago. Season one and two, like two weeks ago. So I've binged through the whole lot. And so I've watched episode three. And I've been... I probably binged through two seasons of Blackish as well this week. So I've been kind of... <laughs> this has been the kind of thing i like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting in the zone for this. So that was like having new episodes every week for the next... Four months. So um, I this episode, the third episode was a little bit like, oh okay, I wasn't so keen on that one. I was a bit out there. But again, just nice having a choice. You know, this is a kind of some a group of uh I wouldn't even say teenagers, but young adults in high in university going through life and you know all the issues that come with it. You know, boys, jobs, pregnancies, drugs, all the kind of bits and pieces. Um, so I'm enjoying that series again so we're getting new episodes of that every week there was also new next new Doll faced, new filthy rich over here in the uk i didn't i've kind of um next is a, a, right at the very bottom of our watch list so you know we i'll get there eventually but we, and it's that kind of thing once you know a show is cancelled it just goes so to the bottom of your watch list to what to watch and then, well i'll get to it eventually it doesn't matter because it's never it wouldn't It's never going anywhere. (laughs) So um, we are kind of doing that one. Um, As I said, I also watched Nomad Lad, which debuted here in the UK yesterday and in Australia and New Zealand and Ireland. Um, Really weird movie. Very strange. Very kind of, there were some poetic moments of like going, okay, I see what they're going for this. You know, this woman, you know, she's working at Amazon and then the kind of the job at Christmas goes and then the job goes and then they're kind of just wandering around like, the North of America in the cold all the problems that entail like your car and making connections and sw- swapping bits. of it. It's a very different kind of movie. Um, so I probably wouldn't have gone if this was made, but if this was on Netflix or sky, I just wouldn't have even bothered. I, and I it help doesn't help. This is just that kind of feeling of going Whenever something wins an Oscar, what I just, I don't know what it is, but Oscar movies just do not resonate with me. Um, I mean, okay, yeah, I like things like Transformers and King Kong, where things blow stuff up. I'll be honest, it's, it's, I like blockbusters. So uh, I always watch these Oscar movies going, oh, this is supposed to be the best movie of all time. And I'm watching it. Well, that was something. <laughs> it's like, It's like, this is a serious movie. It tells a lot of interesting stories. I, it was better than I was expecting it to be. It's very slow. It's very plodding. It's got some beautiful scenery. I'm much more excited to see what she does with Eternals. And there's a lot of pressure on an adult. Like, and it's a very different kind of movie to this. But yeah, it was a. It's a solid. It's a. It was definitely. I could, I could empathize a little bit with this woman of. I think having done a lot of like, we know. I spent a couple of months traveling around America in a, in a van. So, there was aspects to this life that I kind of grasped, you know that thing of feeling on the road, being camping and it's freezing cold in the middle of Dakota and all you know i I have exp- and experienced that a little bit, so I could definitely feel like that helped me connect with her a little bit more. But yeah, definitely a different kind of movie.
1: Um, so I haven't seen it. I think it's on Hulu over here yeah, again. Yeah. Uh, haven't I, I have to admit I didn't even know the Oscars had happened until you were talking about <laughs> it just now. The, I I don't give any credibility to the Oscars anymore. Mm. It the thing to understand about them is it's the industry awards for the industry, yeah. so it's a lot of um, it's a lot of what the industry finds interesting rather yeah. than what people find interesting. Now, granted, I still don't give much credibility to like the People's Choice Awards or whatever else. Yeah,
0: I always view like the MTV the MTV awards usually are the ones where like they're all the ones that are voted by the fans and that's when you're going to see like the big blockbusters move and i kind of it's that kind of weird thing with the oscars you can tell i mean the viewing figures for this year were i mean every year it's getting less and less and they're going what's going on i'm going well maybe pick some movies that people have seen that might help you know (laughs) it's just like you know give some attention to movies that people love rather than random random movies that people aren't interested in you So you're picking movies that you that people your general audience isn't interested in. I mean, the old days where you used to be able to say pat something on the head and kind of go, you know, this is great, and it used to give you know they always used to talk about these movies getting a boost after the Oscars. People have like they've you know I don't know it just feels like the Oscars have like lost so much prestige because they've they've got way too caught up in giving other movies which obviously need that kind of attention but they they don't highlight anything mainstream which then seems to like obviously so the animated movie is the only one that ever seems to be like mainstream
1: well you will see the mainstream movies pick up in some of the secondary categories like uh, special effects makeup um, costuming editing Mm -hmm. Uh, but even editing kind of losses one Uh, was it Bohemian Rhapsody, which was a really good movie. Uh, Don't get me wrong on that, but the editing in it is atrocious. Like it's absolutely horrible. Uh, I'm talking visual editing. Yeah. yeah. Um, And the fact that it won the Oscar, I was just like, what are you even talking about? Did we watch the same movie? Uh, And I I love the movie. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, but I can love a movie and acknowledge that it has flaws and its flaws were definitely editing. Um, But yeah. Oscars are f- the industry for the industry and the industry lives in a completely different sphere than we do. And this actually goes back to what I was talking about earlier when um, you know, they, they still have like this view of the theater as the golden mm. standard and they have their own standards and, and they want to see these melancholy emotional movies. And um, I, to be honest, it was the year the artist won Oscars mm. that I stopped carrying. Cause I was like, okay it's not a bad movie but this is literally a movie just like patting the entire industry on the back look at how great the silent movies were look at how yeah. great the visual storytelling is like it's an okay movie but you guys only voted for it because it says hollywood is like the greatest thing of all time yeah it's, like,
0: it, it, it's that kind of weird thing i think you know like having like watching No about i can i can see where they were going if like Uh, the whole idea of being on your own loneliness and i think it did portray that very well um the loneliness of it you know being desperate being but she like she didn't say a lot of words there wasn't a lot you know it was all said like through her face and just kind of you guessing what she's feeling but at the same time if you weren't in that zone you might not necessarily pick up what she was doing um because you know yeah And i feel like this is kind of that one situation like um, i see why it got so much attention but at the same time going this is just a movie that the mass majority of people are going to turn off You know, they're going to put it on disney plus and they're going like this is boring it's just a woman in a van and like 20 minutes half an hour and going nothing has happened and that's the whole point you know very little you know a highlight is a van breaking down kind of thing you know it's very very slow and it is i did enjoy it i'll never watch it again you know it's not a movie that I'd, i'd ever watch again but like I said, it had it been on Netflix, I wouldn't have even checked it out. It's only because it's like going, well, okay, Disney won an Oscar for this. It's on Disney Plus. It didn't go to cinemas. I probably should at least. I will look, I want to talk about it here, whether or not does, does it deserve a review? It's like I'm not gonna write a review because it's been out for a few months anyway, but in the US. And it's like, okay, I see where they're going with it. It's not my kind of movie. Um, but it's that kind of weird thing of going. Wow, they really need to kind of. I it's like okay, so something like Jungle Cruise and Black Widow might not necessarily be the greatest movie of all time when they come out, but they've lost that kind of. I think that feeling of. You know, everyone's doing all these like side project movies that they all the actors love to do, but they're not the ones that actually bring in any money, Um, and what people go and see.
1: Well, I mean they, that's
0: mixed. I mean, like the the way that the, the the viewing figures and you know the Oscars have got to be looking at this going. Why aren't you know, people and then blaming the you, you know, blaming us, blaming streaming services? It's like, yeah, but you, you're not picking anything that people know. You know, people want to see that fight between the big movies that they've seen that they love. You know, you put Nomad Land up against, I don't know, I mean, I wouldn't say, let's just say, um, let's pick one, say Mulan or you know, um, King, Kong you know, the King Kong movie. Let's put those, so you put Nomad Land up against and they're so different. And it's that kind of thing, like, that people will know the other ones much more. And yeah, it, it would then make something that is a bit different, try and stand out because it's got to, I don't know, it just feels to me like maybe they need some different kind of a war. I mean, they've been talking about it for a while of making like a main, like, they,
1: I just don't know, it's very strange so, of how they do it. So I'll take a, a kind of reverse on some, a little bit devil's advocate. Um, a lot of those movies, the really popular stuff, the Black Widow, Godzilla versus Kong, even Infinity War, uh, Endgame, stuff like that. Even in like an ideal situation where it wasn't just artists patting themselves on the mm-hmm. back, these would not be movies that would deserve to win best picture, yeah. period. They're, what makes them popular is they are completely predictable. And they're just yeah. done really, really well. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that about Godzilla versus Kong, but in general, <laughs> Movies like this, you know what you're going to get when you go into them, Uh, you'll hit some emotional beats, you'll hit some really cool special effects. Uh, They'll be well put together. But at the end of the day, they're not going to be like super amazing movies, but they do need to find a middle ground between them. They need to find uh, movies that will engage people, uh, but still have artistic merit to them Mm -hmm. beyond just being super flashy, super popular beat em ups and you go to extremes you go to an extreme like nomadland which uh i can't talk about it since i directly since i haven't seen it but like this kind of quiet melancholy introspective movie isn't really going to appeal to audiences but it will appeal to a lot of critics and it will appeal to a lot of people who live in movies like who are in the industry because it is so different it's the the reviewer conundrum you know we review a lot of stuff and it definitely happens to us every once in a while we're just like uh this might not even be a good thing but it's just so different from everything else that 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 it stands out um we don't really get that too much on disney plus to be honest well but i was yeah but
0: then i can like say i can say like the addition of star has kind of refreshed my palette somewhat because you know like i said of like something like solar opposites comes in and feel so different to everything else I've been watching to do reviews for that I I have a much bigger love for it because it's like a, it makes me laugh, it makes me react in a way that it's, it pushes buttons that the Mighty Ducks doesn't, and so I can see you know and I do get that whole kind of feeling of like yeah you see, but I mean I've had this issue with like critics for the last since I was back at, at, at college, of it was one of the re- I'll be honest I you know I remember signing up for my media studies. Um, a level and I went to the classes and, they were, and they we're all sat in this big room there's like 20 of us and, were, and the teacher and goes like okay what's your favorite movies and we're going around and everyone is picking movies that I, are, are like you know art house like real like well it was like and I'm like, going oh, okay well, my favorite movie right now is like bad boys <laughs> like, and, like, and, like, and they were pulling out like, all the movies and I did like a couple of classes and I dropped the, I dropped the course because it was on the lines of going, these this is just not the kind of like what I wanted to learn about. I wanted to know, you know, more about, you know. And it was like this isn't what I'm interested in. It was just, and I remember dropping it and going to my teacher and, going, you guys are just ripping apart everything that I like, and but it was that almost that feeling of like 19 people picking apart everything that I liked, and like I, they like, well, I don't even like, and I just remember just going no, that no, this isn't for me, and I think that's just stuck with me ever since. Of so just that feeling of going. You know, like mainstream stuff just doesn't get that same attention. It gets more money, and it gets a lot more fan attention. But like critically, it's just it's just not not up there.
1: Yeah, and it, but it's completely fair in both directions on that one. It it is perfectly fine for critics to go. You know, um, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is a middle road action movie. It doesn't offer anything particularly special, except for super special effects. Now, I really enjoyed the movie. I think it's a lot of fun. But I can also totally understand why critics would be, well, we've seen all this. There's nothing, yeah. there's nothing that blows your brain on this. It, it doesn't shake up the genre at all. It's not even necessarily a particularly good example of the genre. Uh, it it does what it does fairly well, but it's it's not going to excel in any way. Even within the MCU, most people probably even forget it's a movie unless you're a really big fan. Uh, but by the same token, when they're over there praising these art house films, it's like you're not in touch with your audience unless you're writing for an art house magazine that's a different story
0: it's kind of that thing i feel like with um just as a whole of you know like the 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 way people cling on to like rotten tomato and critics and you know and the critics say something's amazing and then the mainstream go to it and hate it and then blame the critics for them going and seeing it because they all raved about it or it goes the other way around of something's a massive success and the critics all completely just like dogged on it because they didn't like it and it is one of those reasons. I mean, I, it kind of feels a bit weird and like, you know, yeah, I write reviews and do video reviews, but I don't consider myself in that kind of category of being a critic of like, you know, I tell them how I feel. Um, I'm not kind of really worried about, you know, if you agree with me or don't. That's my, my opinion on it. And that's how I want to tell you about it. And, you know, hopefully if you what and my idea is, and this is the thing with like reviews, and you find it a lot, like I think much more in the video game territory than you do in the movie territory I Find you know you find with video game reviewers they can the biggest mainstream movies or video games they can completely get in on and they talk about all the all the benefits and all they can play art and you can kind of connect with them as a, as a person and they like this type of game but you don't and whereas with movies it kind of you definitely find that that i find like with the youtube community much more i'm much more unlikely to agree you know, like with Angry Joe or Grace Randolph, than I would be with a new, with a, like a variety or a New York Times critic. It's just like, you it just, it's very, I feel for me, I feel like I've gone into that line and going, you know, I'm much more in line of like looking at what they, other people are saying, but I I don't tend to go off it too much. But it, that's to me, my own little issue, like with things like Nomad
1: I would point out that with video games, though, the time investment in them is so much larger that yeah. a lot of these reviewers do have to be specialized. And, they, and you will find reviewers who uh, match up with yours pretty easily because yeah. they'll, they'll probably be like, well, I'm only going to review racing games or yeah. I'll do racing games and um, fighting games or something like that. So when you get an Angry Joe or a yeah. Zero Punctuation or something like that, you know that you know what you're getting. Whereas movie reviewers will typically, in normal circumstances, um, watch three to five movies a week and then have to yeah. crank something out. And the, now it's only two hours per movie. Um, but that means they're not specialized. It means they're watching everything. Yeah. And, and the things that stand out are the things that are different. Nomadland yeah. um, being um, one of them.
0: Yeah, and I definitely feel like with like, like Disney Plus of watching, you know, I'm lucky enough that I do get to watch stuff in advance for some things. Yeah, and there is that kind of thing like, okay, right, the review's due today, so I'll get that up and get and you do kind of, you know, that we have done it where we're watching stuff and going, right, this is really just like it's just average. You just feel like this is just bland, it is average. And I say that, you know, I don't I don't pull any punches if I don't if I think it's, you know, a free is pretty much that's just, just average. It's just, you know, as it is. And then something does come along and you're going, you know, that's you know, this is better than I was expecting, something different, you know, like we said earlier. Big Shot is surprising. It's because it's a little bit different than what we were expecting, you know. And, you know, whereas Assembled and 22 versus Earth was very much what we were expecting. So it was kind of, you know, in the middle. There wasn't anything great about it. And then what I say about, like, oh, I really enjoyed... It. I've been watching these other things. And it, it is nice having a lot more choice now. Um And I think, you know, obviously, we've been on The Falcon and Division, And it's great having all this stuff, but it's nice having some choice. And it definitely right now i mean i'm looking at like the lineup for like may and june for all these originals of you know i mean we're getting four or five disney plus original episodes a week plus four or five star originals plus we're getting like and it's so much so much more fun having some variety it really does make such a difference in having rather than just focusing on you know one little episode or one little thing here and there but as a whole it's so much more fun having more variety
1: it is. And I also want to be clear that we're not exempting ourselves from this yeah. either. I, We both have our biases and we, we know that we uh, definitely can hammer on some points that people just do not care about yeah. either you, case in point. You look at like the right stuff. I knew I was going to love it. I'd love to you know, yeah. just look behind me. It's, it's all space, um, but it's not going to be for everybody. And I can understand why it didn't do so well or earlier Bohemian Rhapsody, like the editing bit, most people probably don't even notice yeah. it. Um, I am particularly sensitive to editing because I have been a video editor before and I'm not talking about like YouTube. I've done, yeah. done like actual video editing. So I'm very sensitive to that. But most people, including you, probably didn't even realize uh, what it is. And I hope I didn't ruin it yeah. for anybody by pointing it out. Well, uh, I'll be honest. I but... think
0: as I've been doing more, um, more as I've been doing video editing, like I do video editing every single day now with a YouTube channel. Now i'm not saying my editing is anywhere like a movie it's not you know but you know there's certain things of like you know i've been doing you know i, I doing little courses and stuff for trying to improve and little techniques and i you know i'm doing this constantly and trying to improve but like you know that thing you like or a scene ends and like something else happens i can i am noticing cuts and i you know i am starting to notice you know those little different differences and that's because of going oh so that's how they did it or you know and oh they cut it there you know you can see the, and then then but then that's why like when you do a one shot you cut you much more notice it when you are used to going. wow they, they they really did go for that you know and i think it's like, yeah it's, it's very the, it's
1: yeah it's the curse of knowledge when you yeah. when you are a specialist in a field <laughs> when you are a specialist in a field you notice things that other people won't yeah and and they will of course be specialists in their own field and they'll notice yeah. things you're like oh, i would never have never have yeah. seen that if you hadn't pointed that out and this is true of everything not just movies but you know, every tiny detail of life. Like I can't cook. I, I can cook an omelet. I can cook, you know, like spaghetti and it, and I'll even like season it and stuff. So it's not just like tomato paste. But like an actual cook would be looking at my stuff and just going, uh, they they'd probably just cry themselves to sleep, honestly. Well, I'm gonna be I can put I can put
0: like fine dining in the same category as Oscar's because I watch things like Master Chef and going, that really doesn't look appealing. Like, can we not just have you know, like some real food, <laughs> a proper portion? <laughs> I'm not going to go down that path. <laughs> We're not going to go down that. Path. But nevertheless, guys, let us know what you've been watching on Disney Plus this past week. Love to hear your thoughts. Um, yeah, just you know, the l- nice array of stuff arriving. I love to hear what all you guys are thinking. Um, but let us know in the comments below what you think. Um, and as a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube, again, thank you very much for um, supporting us. Remember to go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Next week we'll be talking about Star Wars: The Bad Batch. We're gonna have two episodes that we can talk about. The feature-length one dropping on Tuesday, and then the normal episode um yes yeah, so next week's gonna be fun we've got um star wars stuff so see you guys later later
1: later may the fourth be soon may- with you yeah it won't be too long right may the fourth be with you